The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on Crawl Call, it's one of our last shows of 2014, and we want to talk about all the things that you're talking about. So, for the very first time, we're opening up our phone lines for the entire hour so that you can weigh in on all of the things that have got you buzzing. From the serious to the not-so-serious, we want to hear from you. Plus, we'll be joined by special guests along the way, including film and television critic Richard Sims, and there may just be a giveaway or two. That's coming up today on Crawl Call. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Kroll Call. It is hard to believe, but we are down to the final three, not on a reality competition show. We're talking to the vinyl, vinyl. <laughs> I'm still stuck in the 80s countdown show from a couple of weeks ago. Final, with an F, final shows of 2014 here on Kroll Call. In fact, this is the second to last live episode of the year before we do our special two-part year in review, but more on that coming up later. Today's show is something brand new. We have covered a lot of topics here on Crawl Call in the short amount of time that we've been with you. We have done serious topics. We've talked about ways to save you money. We've talked about health and fitness. We've given you tips to save you time in the kitchen. We have also connected you with some of your favorite stars from television and film. And we are going to continue to be doing that in 2015 it's not quite natural to say that yet. 2015, we have a couple of weeks to get used to saying that. So before then, what I wanted to do is to find out what you, the listener, want to hear from Crawl Call. And I've thought, what better way than to open up our phone lines for the very first time to let you call and be a part of the show. You may have things that you want to talk about that are serious from perhaps some feelings and, and sadness that you have regarding the holidays to the aftermath of police shootings in different parts of the country. There could also be some things that are less serious for you. Maybe you want to talk about the recent visit by the Royals, or maybe you want to talk about the winter season finales on some of your favorite television shows, or there could be anything in between. I'd like to know what you'd like to talk about. And, as I said, we're inviting you to call in. All you need to do is give us a call at 866-472-5788. Again, the toll-free number is 866-472-5788. Call in. You can talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. I will be here to talk with you. We'll talk through it. We'll get you some questions. We'll get you some answers. We'll do what we can to make this an engaging hour because whatever it is that you are talking about are going to be things that I scribble down and make notes on my show copy here. I'll have to tweet out a picture of those at some point, show you all the, the notes that I take during the course of an episode. But they are going to be used to help 
decide the shows that we give you in 2015. In addition to doing interviews with celebrities, we do want to have some more topical discussions and get some of your involvement in those shows as well. There will be shows about hot topics where we invite a panel in to talk about some of the big issues of the day. But again, 866-472-5788. If for some reason you cannot call in but still want to be part of the show, there are ways that you can still do that. You can tweet us at Kroll Call Show. You can also... If you are so inclined, tweet me at Dan J. Kroll. At least you'll know the things that are on my mind. You'll always see them floating around in the Twitter sphere, and you can weigh in on what I'm saying on my personal account. You can also send us email. Visit our official website at krollcall.com. You can submit your comments or questions there, and we will do our best to talk about them today on the air, or we will swirl them away for 2015 and try to put them together for show ideas in the new year. But we do have some other shows, as I mentioned, coming up before the end of this year. Next week, it is a music show. It is not the type of music show that we put together for the day after Thanksgiving. This is with music makers. I'll be joined by Raymond Acevedo, who is a former member of Menudo. He'll be talking about his solo career. And then someone who has a solo career that was made even bigger by his participation on a hit reality singing competition. Tony Luca will be here to talk about his upcoming, it's his eighth studio album, but it's probably going to be the first that a lot of people have heard of. He'll be here also next week, and we're going to be taking a look at music of the 80s with someone who has some inside stories, some good stuff. And then on December 26th and January 2nd, we'll still be here with new shows. I will be off doing something. Who am I kidding? I'll be working somewhere, I'm sure. But we were going to be doing a year in review. We'll be talking about all of the newsmakers, all of the big stories in a variety of areas, television, film, sports, money, music, news, anything that you can think of. We'll be having some panelists, we'll be having some guests, and we'll be recounting the past 12 months, the highs and the lows, and that will be a lot of fun. It's going to be a tradition. I've been doing it on my previous show, Soap Central Live. We looked back at the world of soaps for the year, but we'll be doing something different and expanding it now that we have Curl Call. But we have to get through this week's show first. As I mentioned, the success of this week's show is really not dependent on me. I don't have to do a whole lot except sit here and, and occasionally nod my head and maybe say, mm-hmm, I promise I will do more than that. But the success of the show is dependent upon you and what you call in and want to talk about. As I said, there are really no topics that are off limits. This is going to be something that if you have a serious topic that you'd like to talk about, if you want to get my opinions on something, or if you just want to have a friendly chat, perhaps you're sitting in traffic and would like to talk to me about your frustrations about traffic, whatever it is, all you need to do is give me a call, 866-472-5788. I am going to await your calls while we go into our first commercial break. Stay tuned because your calls... We'll be coming up after this break on Crow Call. Stay tuned. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. EverydaySoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with other soap fans from around the world 
on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who slept with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Now, let's get back to more of this week's Crow Call. Welcome back to our call-in show. It's our listener feedback show. It's a show where all the topics that we're talking about are the ones that you're talking about. That makes sense in my head. I'm not sure if it makes sense on air. We'll see what happens. I've been poking around the Kroll Call mail sack. Okay, that really sounds bad, but I've been reading your messages and checking out the topics that you want to discuss, and one of them is something that I can't talk about alone. And in fact, I have taken the unprecedented step of opening up our caller line so that you can call in to talk about all these things, talk about the issues that are on your mind with me. Our caller line, as I said, is 866-472-5788. We are talking about, as I said, anything. Uh, my person who is waiting on the line to, to weigh in on some stuff apparently wants us to talk about dirty topics. I don't think that's going to happen, but you never know. But one of the topics that has come up that I suppose could get dirty to depending upon the show that you're talking about, is television. There were a lot of people who wanted to talk about different things on television. And as I said, I can't talk about television alone. So during the commercial, the Kroll Call elves have reached out to a friend of the show, television and film critic and author. I like adding that. Richard Sims. Richard, welcome back to the show. Why do you want people to talk about naughty stuff? I don't know, because I like to make you blush. I think if you was being very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say prudish, but I'm going to say prudish. And so the idea of people calling in and saying things that make you blush appeals to me immensely. Well, if you don't want to say prudish, why did you say prudish? Well, because I kind of did want to. Well, you're an author. You should have uh, synonyms, as my is, grandmother would say. Is it, are you considered an author if like, nobody outside of your immediate family has read the books? <laughs> well, that'd be... Technically, there are you know bloggers who consider themselves to be real-world journalists, and only two or three people read their stuff. Oh, so. oh, true, very true. One of the other things that people like to do and, and you know try to do is go to Disney World when they win something, when they lose something, when they don't do anything. And you have just come back from the Petri Dish. That's probably not the best. Uh, promotion for them, but it is because you've come back. You feel a little under the weather from Disney. You were there for how long? Uh, a week. We got there the Saturday after Thanksgiving and uh, flew home the following Saturday. And I did. I um, we we had a bit of misadventure while we were there. One of the kids we were with um, got strap and actually had the experience of. Um, having to be taken off Disney property to go to an urgent care center and get Ooh. treatment and all that, and then. Uh, by the time we had gotten home, I had developed, uh, first I got pink eye, which is awesome. Ooh. And um, I, I really thought only kids could get pink eye. I thought after you got past a certain age, and certainly by the time you got to my age, you were no, no longer eligible for pink eye. Turns out that's not true. Uh, and now I have uh, just like a general lingering cold. So, yeah, you know, you, and you got to figure, Disney is a place with lots of kids. And they mm -hmm. touch everything, and then you touch the mm -hmm. things they've touched, and, you know, it's going to happen. 
But it was worth it. It was well worth it. In fact, I'm going back in like 29 days for another week. Do you think that you will be surrounded by kid germs then as well? I mean, I realize the whole place has kid germs, but will you do more to protect yourself, insulate yourself from the crumb snatchers? Well, I will a little bit because I won't be traveling with children this time. This time, um, my household was traveling with um, some, some three children that we took with us. Not like we kidnapped them, like we're Franco from General <laughs> Hospital or something. Just, you know, we, just, we just found three random children and decided to whisk them off to Disney World for a week. Um, they, were, they were sort of semi-related. Uh, this next trip, though, I will be going with my parents. And that's a much more laid-back trip. You know, that's a lot more hanging out at the pool bar and, and sort of wandering over to the Magic Kingdom and saying, oh, you know what, let's go out to Tom Sawyer Island and take a nap on the rocking chairs out there. So it's a much more laid-back trip, not quite as much running around with children. I like that. Uh, and alcohol, I'm assuming, kills germs, so there's probably incentive there to down as much alcohol as you'd like, right? Well, I don't know that the alcohol actually can kill the germs internally. You know, like, I'm not bathing in bourbon, much to the contrary of what people think I do. I don't actually, you know, have a vat of bourbon and, and jump in it the way Scrooge McDuck does his gold, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, there is there is a fair amount of drinking. One of the ways that we found to survive the trip was uh, we'd go to the parks in the morning for an hour or two, and uh, and then when we had had enough, we uh, the three of us, my housemates, Charlie, Gary, and I, would say, okay, we're going to the pool bar, and we'd head over to the Wilderness Lodge, which has our favorite pool bar, and we would sit there and talk to strangers and entertain people and hang out with Carrie, one of the coolest bartenders at all of Walt Disney World. So it was it was a good time. Uh, who knew that we could give shout outs to people who we didn't know here on Crawl Call? That's amazing. I'd like it's to give amazing. a shout out. Too. You, I don't know. You know, this anyone, is the show but... where you can do anything. People can call in right now and ask weird questions of us. Uh, they absolutely can. I don't know that they necessarily will. For some reason, I'm told that we intimidate people. They feel as though we're having a great discussion. They don't want to call in and they don't want to interrupt the flow. I can understand that. I mean, I frankly would be so wildly entertained by us that I wouldn't want to interrupt. Uh, but I encourage you to interrupt. Got questions? Want to know something about planning a trip to Disney? You know, whether it's on this show or uh, one of his later shows, you know, let me know. I'm happy to – I love helping people plan trips to You Disney. may be our new Disney expert. I want to touch quickly on some things that you're doing since we've alluded to them. The book. You are working on a new book. I have a copy of said book in my email box that I've, I've started poking around and reading. Haven't gotten too far into it because, you know, got a show to do. would be rude to read while I'm attempting to talk to people. Tell uh, everybody a little bit about what they can expect, when they can expect it, and all that other well, good stuff. The book is, this is my third book. Um, Homesick was, uh, no, Crimes Against Civility was my first, which was nonfiction and sort of a, a look at how we as a society are becoming rude and, you know, in kind of a humorous way, not a lecturing way. And then Homesick was a horror novel. For this one, I finally did what they always say. They always say, write about what you know. And there's probably nothing on the planet that I know better than soaps. So this book is, I don't want to say too much at this point yet because I'm still in the, you know, like the copy that you have is the first draft. There's a lot of changes to come. But this book is basically a love letter to soap fans. Um, every soap fan on the planet at some point or another, including you or I, while watching their favorite show, gets frustrated by a storyline and says, oh, I can write better crap than this. And this is sort of 
fantasy fulfillment where a fan actually gets a chance to prove themselves capable of doing that. And um, it's just it's just a lot of fun. It's it's going to be uh, if it excuse me if it um, if it proves popular if people like it. It's written in such a way that while it is self-contained, I could you know I could do further stories of the people in this book and the behind the scenes of this uh, this fictional soap that I've created and and stuff like that. But I kind of think of it as a love letter to soap fans, and I hope that they're gonna really like it. Well, I think that we have a love letter from a soap fan, someone who is called in. You know, we, Richard and I, go way back in the world of soaps. We may not necessarily always be talking about soaps now here on Kroll Call, but we're, we're not going to turn our backs on the soap. So let's bring in our caller, Taylor Rose, who wants to, uh, you know, talk about a little soap this, a little Christmas that. Taylor Rose, welcome to Kroll Call. Hey, Dan and Richard. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thanks, Taylor. Back at you. Okay, wonderful. Um, hey, Dan, uh, first, just big kudos on Crow Calls. I, I, this is a love letter, yes. Um, the show is fabulous. You've had some excellent guests on. Um, I personally have enjoyed uh, one or two really big uh, holiday hints that uh, was given on the show um, last week or the week before, particularly about shipping and all that kind of good stuff. So that was extremely helpful, and I passed that information on to some family members as well. So thank you well, so that- much. I'm glad that we're able to uh, help out. You know, we have a lot of experts who are lined up for different things, and they have their their own ideas, and they have great stuff. So I figured if I have people who want to share the information, why not share it? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and I, I mean, I, you, you, as you both know, I'm on Twitter and Facebook, and I, you know, tweet out and post out uh, what you guys uh, put out there. So really, really enjoy it, and I think the fans do too. Well, I appreciate that. And I know that, you know, with uh, a lot of stuff that's going on with the holidays, a lot of things are going on in people's minds. There are people who are rushing off to buy packages yet. There are people who are doing all sorts of other things. What is, what's going on in your world of holiday? Do you have all of your shopping done? Tell us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Maybe not the immediate relatives, but um, I'm... Uh, retired military, and I have a lot of people, and as well as family that are still actually active duty. So, all of those packages to get those things uh, sent out overseas, you've got to do it way in advance to make sure that everybody that's deployed gets gets uh, their their packages from home. So, so uh, just that training I have in terms of those. Not so much with the family members. I'm usually getting things out at the last minute for people that live live like maybe in Oregon or something like that. So, so yeah, I I do both. I like some of the rush rush towards the tail end of the holidays, but other things for overseas, those things get out early. Well, with rush rush, and certainly with you listening to Kroll Call and having listened to the previous incarnation of this of Soap Central Live. I know that you know that a lot of stuff goes into trying to put together a show, trying to come up with, uh, in my case, it's an hour every week of fun content, stuff that will appeal to as many people as possible. And I know that you are involved in something that you know will appeal to at least a certain segment of soap fans. Why don't you let everybody know what this is in case they are so inclined and a general hospital fan and want to be a part of it? Excellent. Thank you so much, Dan. Um, and uh, Richard, Richard's going to get a shout-out for this, too. Um, 
I uh, created the, the Twitter page and, and Facebook page of Siam Nation because we have a good, strong um, Siam, Silas and Sam fan base out there for General Hospital. And the Siam Nation name, kudos goes to Richard for that. He created that name. Look at you, and Richard. I, and I took it. Thank you very much. Look Richard. at all the good I do. Well. <laughs> you have excellent <laughs> ideas. Thank you so much. Mm. Um, in any case, uh, <laughs> yes, I mean, with every cup soap couple, there's bumps along the way. Silas and Sam are not together right now. We don't know what the future holds. There's a lot of things going on with, uh, with the storylines. Frank and Ron have got us going through lots of hoops this, through the November sweeps and the holiday season, and it's all been fantastic. Definitely must-see TV. Um, but in order, this year the holidays are not exactly the same as they were last year at this time for Silas and Sam, so the fan base thought we would have a Siam holiday celebration this year. So we're going to have a podcast with uh, Our Heart Radio, who is hosting it on December 17th, and we're tweeting that out and posting that out on the site, on the Twitter pages and the Facebook pages, and more people can get that get the information that we're putting out there. So we're looking really, really forward to that. We're going to be uh, giving it basically a little tribute. We're going to have people call in, share their favorite Siam moments. We're going to have some trivia uh, contests, award some some gifts for that uh, for the correct answers and so forth. So we're just going to have a great holiday time with General Hospital Silas and Sam. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. We, though, are going to have a lot of fun coming up in the next segment with some, well, snacks. I'm just going to be quite honest. There's going to be some food. So, Taylor Rose, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much, Dan and Richard, and you have a wonderful holiday and and see you around the web. You too. Thanks, Taylor. Bye-bye. Richard, we are as it usually is the case when the you and I get together, we are running slightly over. So we'll talk quickly and then we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll have some more discussion, but golden globes. I know really nothing about the golden globes per se. It seems like all the things that are nominated are things that I don't watch. I'll let you take this since you are the resident film and movies and television and all that other stuff. Critic person. Okay. FYI, in my own defense, you yes. dubbed me a film critic. Okay, I watch oh, a lot of true. movies, but I watch old movies, bad movies, <laughs> b- 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 but and disaster movies. If you haven't seen the trailer for San Andreas, oh my god, it looks so good. Um, but <laughs> which will not gold- be getting a Golden Globe, probably. I'm assuming. Um, you know what? It could. They do. Really? The Golden Globes tend to be a little bit more populist than do the sort of elitist Oscars. So if it was going to get any recognition, it definitely would be a Golden Globe. <laughs> um, but as is almost always the case, there are very few things I've seen, and this happens with the Oscars too, uh, in the Golden Globe nominations. I do, not, I do like that Into the Woods has gotten a lot of nominations. I haven't seen it yet, but it's probably the movie that I'm most excited about right now. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Uh, I think when it comes out, there might be a little bit of controversy around it because... Um, you know, Disney made some changes, and oh. to me, you don't change Sondheim, you know, um, but they know better. Uh, so I'm excited about that, but otherwise, it's it's a little bit difficult. You know, even when you get to the TV stuff, 
you know, the TV series that are nominated in, in, for example, in drama, Downton Abbey, The Affair, Game of Thrones, House of Cards, The Good Wife. Um, two of those I've never seen. I, I don't watch The Affair and I've never seen House of Cards. Um, for me personally, I would probably lean toward The Good Wife, but I tend to think that the Golden Globes will lean toward Downton Abbey because it's a little bit more of a prestige show than is The Good Wife. Now, come on, you know, you know those shows. You must be able to pick something there. Well, when I hear prestige show, I think of Kroll Call. Probably not. No one else does. I think of it that way. I may be the only one, but... Are you nominated? Have I ever been nominated for anything? No. No. Crickets. I'm sorry. Oh, but I do want to give a shout out to someone that is part of your show. Oh, all right. Um... Okay, so this, this kind of ties into soaps and cooking and your show all at the same time. Um, if you guys have been listening you've, several times, especially like around the Thanksgiving, in the Thanksgiving show, um, Dan has had Lindsay Wells on. She's also known as the Kitchen Witch. She's amazing. Well, Lindsay Wells and I go way back. She is one of my favorite people on the whole wide world planet. And I have been very amused lately because if you watch General Hospital, they're in Canada and Franco is being arrested and, um, and, and the Mounties are there, you know, the Mounties in their Dudley Do-Right outfit and everything. And I cannot see them every day without sending out a shout out to Lindsay Wells, who I can't remember if she's currently a Mountie or used to be a Mountie, but your very own Lindsay Wells of Kroll Call is or was a Royal Canadian Mountie. That's kind of amazing. Eh? I know. You should totally talk to her about that. I think that's I th- so fascinating. <laughs> I think we have to. But there are other things to talk about as well. But we have to do them after the break, Richard. So everybody out there, if you want to call in and be part of our merriment, such as it is, 866-472-5788. We are going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more of Crow Call after this message. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. EverydaySoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with other soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who slept with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Now, let's get back to more of this week's Kroll Call. We are back with some of our small talk here on Kroll Call. It's an hour of your calls. You can call in, you can chat. I am actually still going through the Kroll Call email folders and finding all the things that you're talking about. I am also still accompanied by, you are my escort for the day, I suppose, Richard Sims. Richard, welcome back to the show. I'm still here. You can't get rid of me. (laughs) Well, that's a good thing. Richard, I suppose that anyone who follows me on Facebook or Twitter, this will not come as a surprise to them, but I like to tweet a lot about food. 
Oh, yes. And you particularly like snacks. I do. I mean, it's not that I don't like non-snacky food. I like everything, but particularly snacks that make me happy. And there's one particular item that I've been tweeting about in, in the snack category that it seems people have really picked up on. They have really wanted to... It's inspired them. They're running out to their stores or they're buying it online. And you may be asking yourself, what's this magical snack? Well, I'm not asking myself, what's this magical snack? Because I went, because you talk about it so much and I know what you're going to talk about, I guarantee you. And I went out and bought some for the first time and loved it. Well, we will let you talk about your experience there. For, for me, though, I get asked about it a lot. It is brownie brittle. I get asked, you know, where did you find it? What is it? Where did it come from? Well, I don't have necessarily all of the answers to that, so I figured that the perfect person to answer those questions for me and for you is a very special guest. It is the creator of Brownie Brittle, Sheila G. Sheila, welcome to Curl Call. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. Great well, to I, uh, be part of this. Well, I know that you know. for me, people want to know, how did I find it? That's a question that I can answer. But the more important things of where in the world did Brownie Brittle come from? Where did the idea come from? That's something that I think you're the best person to answer that. So let, let's have it. How did you discover the Brownie Brittle? Well, you know, I started this Brownie, brownie business in uh, 1992, just doing uh, food service. And it was after losing my corporate job. And but my favorite part of the brownie was always the corner pieces. And no matter what size pan you have, 8x8, eight 9x9, eight, nine nine, half sheet, full sheet, there's only four corners. <laughs> and um, what I really loved was snacking on those drippings on the side of the pan, you know, after the brownies mm-hmm. came out of the ovens and they were cooling on the floor, I'd walk through the bakery and I just scrape those off and munch on them, and uh, it was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And, you know, it was like that mindless eating and snacking. <laughs> but what I realized was the people that worked in the bakery who saw me doing that were, were also doing that, and it got harder and harder to find those, those precious drippings and that crunchy chocolate snack. So... Um, I thought, you know what, maybe we have something here. I, and what I used to do uh, was I, I would have to wait for them to go on break so I, so I could get more. And yeah. uh, finally I said, you know what, I'm taking this back to the kitchen and I'm going to see what we can do and how we can re- recreate that. And, you know, fortunately I figured it out and Brownie Brittle was born. You are very sneaky, sending people on break, telling them, hey, hey, go, <laughs> and then you're going and stealing their, their crispy brownie pieces. I know. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> a little self-serving, you know? <laughs> but I'm yeah. glad it worked out. Just between you and me and, and Richard and I guess all the people who are listening, I have had a neighbor steal all of my brownie brittle. So really? I- I have. She, in fairness, I suppose, she was watching the house for me while I was away, and I left them out on the table, and apparently, in her words, she thought that I left them out there as a thank you for watching the house, and she <laughs> took my entire stash of brownie brittle. I'm not happy, but oh uh, I mean, I suppose it's a nice thing to do, right? I mean, that's, that's sharing the brownie brittle. That, that's what we're here for, right? Right. I think one of the greatest compliments I've received was from one of our uh, distributors, the buyer for that category, who called me up and said, I have never, ever 
had to lock up samples <laughs> until brownie brittle. And now I have to lock up samples because people just come in and steal it. Well, so let's talk was, to... That made me feel good. We have Richard Sims here who apparently has just discovered the brownie brittle because of me. So let's let him give his testimonial. I feel like we're perhaps going to the church of brownie brittle here. But Richard... <laughs> What is your favorite flavor? What have you discovered? Why? Did you really just try it strictly because you saw me tweeting about it? I really it? did strictly try it just because of you. But here, actually, I have a question about it. Oh, here we go. Um, you know, and, and maybe, maybe you can't say, maybe this file's under, like, corporate secrets, like, you know, the KFC <laughs> recipe. But how do you, you know, you, you were talking about how it, no matter how many, no matter what you do, there's only four quarters in a pan. How do you make a whole like endless batches of mm. basically corners. Like, do you just make really, 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 really thin brownies? I mean, it's, it's intriguing to me. That sounds like a top yeah, trade secret. You know, it's funny because it, starting this, just doing like one half sheet pan at a time was not so difficult, but to reproduce that in mass, you know, to get every... Uh, Every bit of that batter, the same height. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have uh, parts of it that were that was too too thick, and that wouldn't crisp up, or edges uh, or parts that were too thin that would burn in the oven. It was a real challenge. So um, you know, uh, selling it, for us, it's like selling this product is easy. Making it not so easy. <laughs> You know what it um, sounds like to me? Equipment. It sounds like uh, the Seinfeld episode where it was top of the muffins to you. <laughs> this is this yeah. is what we're doing here. We are we're you know making muffin tops. We're making the best part of a, a whole product. It sounds like uh, it sounds like it was a challenge when you find something that's a small part of something else that you love, and then you have to figure out a way to just find that little bitty piece, Sheila. So I'd imagine there was a, a lot of trial and error. There was. There was. And and when you get to the point where you're working with 300-foot tunnel ovens, one hiccup, wow. that's a lot of ingredients that, uh, you know, could, yeah, that hit the dumpster. So, yeah, it's, uh, there, there, there's a lot of trial and error and getting it just right and uh, making sure that it's, you know, always perfect. There are four um, flavors. There are, for me, mm -hmm. two of my favorite. There's a salted caramel and the toffee mm -hmm. crunch. There is chocolate chip, which is also good. And there is mint chocolate mm -hmm. chip, which is also very tasty. Mm -hmm. Richard, what's your favorite flavor of the four? Salted caramel, without a doubt. So, anytime you put salt and caramel together, I'm completely 100%. I just, it, while I was at Disney, I was at the Werther's store and had to have uh, salted caramel. I'm wondering, though, if there's any flavors that like, you've, you've thought about doing, and then you tried it, and you were like, oh, no, this doesn't work. Good question, Sheila. Is there, are there some flavors uh, that perhaps? Um, you know, for us, like the toppings are tricky because they spend so much time in the oven, so mm -hmm. you have to be very, we have to be very careful. We did launch a walnut. That didn't work. Um, it just, you know... There are people that love walnuts in their product, in their brownies and people that don't. So it was a little polarizing. Um, 
interesting. Who knew that yeah. walnuts could be so divisive? I like the fact that they're divisive because I'm going to tell you, I'm on team no walnuts, Sheila. Uh, Richard, I, I, I too am on team no walnuts, and I have seen like you know like like fights break out over that. <laughs> I have seen people go into stores and and insist that like okay I'm mean, gonna need you to break those open and prove to me there are no walnuts hidden inside like yeah that's a it's a big it's a big war out there. Oh, right. Past that, uh, I've uh, also seen people argue over the particular flavors that they like. I, I know that this is the most unfair question, Sheila, that I could ever ask you in life. But what's your favorite flavor? You know, I gotta tell you, right now it's salted caramel. Well, you know, it's salted caramel. Cause salted caramel, I find like I can't stop reaching back into the back. Uh-huh. You know, there's that sweet and savory that just keeps mm-hmm. me going. But recently, I started. I, I put a bag, and this was at one of our at one of our three hundred and four thousand Facebook fans talking about um, keeping their mint chocolate chip in the freezer. Ooh. So I went, hmm. And I did that, and I started snacking on it from out of the freezer, and, like, before I knew it, the bag was gone. So <laughs> where, did, that's, where did it go? You know, that, yeah, that, that's sort of like a new passion for me. Another interesting. Take your salt you know, the holidays and all, yeah. <laughs> Take your salt you caramel yeah. and dip it in crunchy peanut butter. It's to die for. Wow. Really? Oh, my God. Great. Thank you. I'll have to try that. (laughs) Well, this is a great uh, sort of a segue into something else that I've noticed. For me, I'm going to be honest, this is never going to happen because when I open up the bag, I usually end up snacking and there's no way I can have the self-restraint to actually do any of these. But there are some really interesting and creative ideas that people have come up with, with uh, Sheila, whether they make little uh, houses out of the brownie brittle or they use them <laughs> to make little creatures for Halloween. And there's a lot of things that people have come up with to use brownie brittle that I'm sure far exceed anything that you had ever envisioned. Absolutely. That was, that's, you know, been a pleasant surprise for me, all the ideas that have come up and ones that we've worked on. Um, I don't, I, I used to always have a box of graham cracker crumbs in my pantry, always. Now I don't. I have brownie brittle and everything that I would normally use graham cracker crumbs for, I use brownie brittle. Just put it in the food processor, mix it the same way, mix it with melted butter. Uh, patted in the bottom of the pan, cheesecake, everything. And, um, you know, even like Thanksgiving, sprinkling it on top of um, my favorite sweet potato casserole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So it works on a side dish. Um, my granddaughter, I have a five-year-old granddaughter who is like a macaroni and cheese fanatic. And I was I was actually making some of the sweet potato casserole, and I sprinkled some on top of her macaroni and cheese, and she was like, "Oh my god!" She was in, in seventh heaven. So. For for me, outside of the fact that you know we're talking about a product that I particularly love, there's something else for me. I'm a very strong believer in the importance of giving back, the importance of helping others. And with that, Brownie Brittle is a supporter of Cookies for Kids Cancer. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came about, what the involvement is? Yes. Um, well, it was uh, April of 2012, 
and um, I had received an email from uh, someone that we work with uh, who said, hey, I'm involved in this organization, very passionate about it. It's called Cookies for Kids Cancer, and every May they have this huge fundraiser in Manhattan right by the uh, Flatiron District, and would Brownie Brittle be uh, willing to get involved? This is something that might be of interest. And it was the very day that my stepson uh, was moved into into hospice. He was um, 32 years old, and he was dying of Ewing sarcoma, which is a pediatric cancer. And it was like, I mean, you could have heard a choir of angels, you know. It was like, oh, my God, for the first time in months, I felt like, um, well, let's put it this way. I didn't feel so helpless. I felt like, you know, this was just meant to be. And um, sadly... That Sunday before, I was at the hospital with him, and he had asked me if he would have lived, and he knew he was dying, would there ever be a place for him with a company? And while I stood there a month later at the uh, bake sale with pictures of him on our table, and we raised like $30,000, I thought, there you are, you know, you're working for the company, this is your legacy. And um, we're just so proud of the work that Cookies for Kids Cancer is doing, and they take very little um, for administrative costs, if anything at all. Uh, They work with researchers around the country. Uh, It costs $100,000 to uh, sponsor a grant. And um, we have committed to that for the last two years, $100,000. And we raised that money through uh, matching uh, uh, funds from bake sales. Uh, their Chefs for Kids event in every February. It just started last year, but we raised almost a million dollars at this phenomenal event in New York wow. City. That's amazing. And, yeah, and then we did a uh, big uh, bake sale in in uh, L.A. in September, which is Pediatric Cancer Month, with um, Jamie King, who came out to help us uh, raise awareness and raise some funds. That's an amazing story, and thank you, Sheila, for sharing that with us. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking, and I'm getting a little flashing light that tells me that we are unfortunately out of time for this segment, but... What I think we can do is perhaps we'll do a little Twitter giveaway. And for those of you out there who don't know about Brownie Brittle, but are wondering if, if maybe you should try, if you tweet right now and hashtag Kroll Call, we will pick one of your tweets and we will introduce you to the wonderment that is, or it doesn't have to be the mint, it could be a wonder non-mint mm-hmm. that is Brownie Brittle. Shilla G, thank you so much for taking some time out to be with you. All everybody. right. Also, and, um, if they enter the, the uh, code Kroll Call, on um, brownywordle.com, they'll get 30% off any online order. 30% off, folks? If that yep. isn't an incentive yep. to try anything, I don't know what mm-hmm. to do. I don't know what else to tell you. But we have to take a quick break. We're going to be back with more of Kroll Call. Stay tuned. We're 
making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. EverydaySoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with other soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who's left with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Now, let's get back to more of this week's Kroll Call. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Kroll Call. I'm sure that you know at this time of year, as the hours of daylight grow shorter and shorter and the stresses of the holidays get greater and greater, instead of feeling holly and jolly, a lot of people sometimes are feeling a bit of the Christmas blues. If you're feeling that way, and from the messages and the tweets that I've seen, I know a lot of you are feeling that way. Know that you're not alone. The Kroll Call elves, they were back to work during the commercial break because I saw that this was a topic that came up in my Twitter feed and in my email box, and I thought that it would probably be a really good idea to talk a little bit about sort of the 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 blues that you might be feeling this time of year. And Dr. Gustavo Alva, who's the founder of the medical director of ATP Clinical Research in Costa Mesa, California, is a mental health expert. I figure he is the best person to bring in here and talk a little bit about this. Dr. Alva, thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure being able to to join you. Thank you for having me. And, of course, for listeners out there, we still have Richard Sims as well, who is here co-hosting and and sort of hanging out with me. Uh, Dr. Alva, the first thing that I've got is I was reading your bio. There is so much information in there, so much amazing information. I don't think that I could do it justice, so I'm going to let you have the honors. And first off, start by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you so much. You're so kind to have me as a guest. Uh, much of my career has actually been spent within the academic setting at the University of California in Irvine, where I helped run the clinical research division and also wore uh, quite a few different hats. Over the past 10 years, I've actually been the medical director of a private neuropsychiatric clinical research group in Costa Mesa called ATP Clinical Research. And I'm a board-certified psychiatrist with, uh, uh, again, certification in psychiatry, neurology, and geriatrics. And much of my career has actually been spent along the lines of helping the community learn more about common problems. Obviously, uh, today's topic is major depressive disorder, which is a very common condition. Close to 35 million people just in the U.S. are going to be affected by this. And it's always important to educate individuals about medical conditions that are readily treatable so long as they're diagnosed and appropriately treated. And this is one great example of something that can actually be helped out. As I mentioned, there are a lot of people who've messaged me when they found out that we're going to be talking about a lot of different topics on the show. You know, There are a lot of people who've who found that they're just 
not feeling quite festive this time of year. They're, you know, maybe they're upset or they're missing the fact that someone, a loved one, won't be with them for the holidays, or maybe they're single or, you know, they, they can't buy all the things that they want to buy to. And it's just sort of, it's taking the, the spirit out of their holiday spirit. You know, what do you, do you say to the folks who are, are feeling that way? Again, situational factors can make us all feel a little bit sad and down, bummed out. Uh, major depressive disorder happens to be a medical problem that when it sets in, causes, again, a down state where people oftentimes express themselves as having emotional problems, whether it be feeling blue, sad, down, for a longer than a two-week time span. And again, creating now great difficulties along lines of that individual being able to carry out their job, do their domestic chores, and engage socially. Accompanying it are many physical and cognitive symptoms, including problems with sleep, appetite, lack of energy, the inability to concentrate and focus. And when these things set in and now create a problem, this is something that can actually be diagnosed by a physician and treated appropriately. So it's important to be aware of how long it's lasted and how much of an impact it's actually had on individuals' lives. There's something that I wonder you know, there are a lot of terms that sort of get adopted as common slang, just general expressions that certainly maybe they shouldn't be and they, they lose their, their true impact. There are a lot of people, Dr. Alva, who will say, oh, I'm so depressed today. And they sort of say it as a general yeah. replacement for I'm just having a rough day. What, I mean, what, it goes far beyond that. Can you explain a little bit more about the difference between, you know, just saying, oh, I'm depressed and the actual true clinical definition of depression. Excellent. And you're absolutely right. A part of being a human being is experiencing things that are at times unpleasant. For example, we're spurned by the individual that's the object of our desire. We're going to feel lousy. A close family member or a friend or an acquaintance dies. Of course, we're going to feel lousy about that. A pet has an injury or all of a sudden dies also. Of course, we're going to feel lousy. And feeling depressed at times is a normal aspect of life. However, major depressive disorder is diagnosed when someone is feeling more often than not depressed or down for at least a two-week time span. And there are associated what we call vegetative symptoms, the things that I made mention of right now that can be manifest in, in, in physical or emotional or cognitive terms. And when these things set in and now create a problem with dysfunctionality in that the person can't work, they can't engage in life in doing their domestic chores or in just having a solid interplay in regards to their social sphere, these things are pretty telling and are part of this medical problem called major depressive disorder. So you're absolutely right. It's important to distinguish someone just saying, I'm feeling depressed at this moment because of situational stressors or I'm feeling depressed for a longer period of time. And there are other things that have now been discarded, including thyroid problems, anemia, uh, different processes that can be fixed easily as well, so long as someone is re, you know, receiving the appropriate medical care that they need. 
There are for, you know, when you have someone who's close in your life, you sort of, you know what to expect from them. You get to get a general feel of how they react on a day-to-day basis. What do you do when you start to see someone who is someone who you care about, someone who you know on a, on a really good basis, and you see that perhaps something isn't quite the way that it used to be? How do you get to the point? I mean, and it's difficult to say. I, I'm tr- watching my words probably more than I, I should because I want to make sure that I don't use a word that uh, is inappropriate for the situation. But what do you do when you see someone who may need help? How do you get to the point where, because it's, it's a very delicate situation. It is, but it's, a, it's, a, it's an aspect of caring for someone. You just mentioned it right now. Major depressive disorder is the number one contributor to disability worldwide right now. If you were just uh-huh. to take a look at numbers right now, there's about 16 million adults affected in the U.S., lifetime, it's going to be closer to 35 million people. So your, your point right now is well taken. What if you suspect a loved one or even in yourself that there's a problem? Because keep in mind, major depressive disorder can present with different symptoms in different individuals. Some people might not be able to sleep. Some people might sleep too much. Some people might have weight loss. Some people might be gaining weight. Some people might feel overly activated and some might not have any energy at all. So Depression can oftentimes manifest in a myriad of ways, and the best thing that you could do is advise that individual to seek out medical help. This is a medical problem, just like, say, high blood pressure or diabetes, and if there's any index of suspicion, getting that checked out makes the most sense. And one other question that I have as I'm watching and see that we're almost out of time, probably the most important question, for someone who perhaps thinks that someone they care about is is in this situation or perhaps they think that they themselves might be in this situation, how do they come to find someone who they can trust, that they feel they can trust and talk to? Well, first and foremost, their primary care doctor is a great initial step. There are many different ways to combat this illness, from talk therapy to medications. And by the way, over the years, we've evolved to come up with better and newer, uh, more efficacious, more, more, more better tolerated medications. Examples of that would be, for example, Fitzema, Vibrid, Brintelix, three new antidepressants that have come out within this past year that have raised the level of care for patients And it's just important to take that initial step. If there's any suspicion that there's a problem, seeking out medical attention, because this is a problem that can readily be corrected so long as it's recognized and so long as individuals are educated appropriately. And again, it is, I think, the most important thing, too, is to also, with the numbers that you gave, to know that folks who are feeling this way, they're not alone. And and that, I think, in itself is something to be comforted that it's nothing that's instinctively or inherently wrong with a single person because a lot of people are going through this. That's exactly right. And there is a heritability component. So if we've had a family member with this condition, we're certainly at a higher risk of developing it. But it's also important to be aware, like you said, they're not alone and they can readily seek out help that's efficacious in helping them get back to their functional state. 
Well, Dr. Alva, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out to talk to me today. And we will make sure that for folks who want additional information that they can go and uh, link out to links on Crow Call Show on Twitter and at CrowCall.com. Thank you for being here with us. Phenomenal. Thank you very much for your kind offer. I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you. And we still have Richard Sims here. Richard, uh, we are almost out of time, but I want to make sure that you come on and get a chance to say goodbye to everybody. Well, thanks for having me. I mean, at the what a great... I was... <laughs> I, I like... I have to say, I'm really a big fan of the format. I'm really, Thank you know, you. you just never know what's around the next corner. It's it's working so well, and I'm really excited to be a part of it. So thanks for having me. Well, I am glad that you are here, and I know that you'll probably will hang up as I'm saying goodbye to everyone, because that's what you do. I do. I do. I want to hit and run. <laughs> I want to thank all of my guests this week. Richard Sims, who is about to hang up in three, two, one. Sheila G. and Dr. Gustava Alva. See, there he goes. I knew he would hang up. If you want information about anything that we've talked about on today's show, please visit our website at crawlcall.com. You can also get information on our Twitter feed at Show. Make sure you add the show, Show. Otherwise, uh, I think Richard said you'll be following a ninja. Uh, we have one more show. I'm not sure why. We have one more show before Christmas. That's next week. And boy, oh boy, I got to tell you, it is a really good one. We're going to be joined by musicians Raymond Acevedo and Tony Luca. That's next week, live Friday, December 19th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. You can call in. We're going to be debuting some songs on the show. That's kind of cool. There'll be exclusives. It's good time. I mean, where else can you get that? I mean, I'm sure you can get it somewhere else, but we're talking about Crawl Call right now because this is uh, a prestige show, I think is what Richard called it earlier. Until next week, I am Dan Kroll signing off on another edition of Crawl Call. I hope that you all have a great weekend. We reach a high, 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 high.